Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Before we get started into this episode, I would like to say that if you would like to continue to help support the show, we would very much appreciate if you would subscribe to our Patreon. There are multiple different tiers and a lot of different levels, and I know we've covered it multiple times before on the show, but every bit of support helps and helps us make more content for all of you guys. So if you can, please check out our Patreon and see if you can join at one of our levels. Thank you for any and all support you are able to give us, and thank you again for continuing to listen to us into episode 202, Burn After Fleeing. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 202. And wow, the party's gotten bigger. Substantially bigger. Substantially bigger. bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a lot. Yeah. Very necessary. A lot to take in. Yeah, super necessary. Rolling yeah. deep. Rolling deep. Several characters in. Um, eventually, maybe that neutral interlude party will come to me, too. <laughs> going to stop this book's final encounter with like 13 PCs. That's a triple scale, these encounters. There was one big bad, but I just made three of them. Copy, paste, paste, paste. <laughs> paste values. Um, oh boy. It's it's good to have Eclipse back though, with the party. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm very happy. I'm a little worried that means that you're just going to kill Rune though. I can kill anybody I want to. As we've seen with every last combat, I just kind of pick and choose who dies. Air Bear, cut in half. Not Quinley, that. teabagged several times. He may as well be playing Halo <laughs> Freak. There are a select few that are uh, uniquely special, and uh, I, I'm glad to have made the list. Yeah, you made the list this time. <laughs> Don't expect another one at book five. <laughs> I'm gonna spread the love out a little bit. Well, Brooks, what are you drinking? Actually, I guess Steve, what are we drinking? Yeah, yeah, we are once again drinking some. Actually, everybody else's except for me and Emily, I guess, is drinking some some cockerel hard cider. This is the raspberry habanero edition from our buddy Exiton at PaisoCon. It's got a little bit of heat to it. It's really tasty. It's got a very tasteful amount of kick. Yeah. Just a sip. It's like the raspberry is really front and center, but the kick is there at the end. It's really nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve, oh, yeah. you're the Patreon drink. Yes. What you got? Now, this actually does incorporate some of that cider, and we're recording these a little bit back to back here, so we didn't have a big roll off. I didn't get to do all the... Um, flaunting and pageantry and cat bad calling listing. and bad yeah. boy listing to the listeners. I do think I got done a little dirty here because I got something I definitely don't like. Um, but we'll see if I can make the best of it here. 
So this comes from uh, Eric, not the 10 Law Gnomes Eric, but the Eric that finishes his name off with a CH. <laughs> this is called a stone fence. So we've got a tumbler that's got some ice in it. I've got two ounces of bourbon, which is the part I don't like. Then we got some bitters. I guess I'm not much of a bitters fan either. And then top with fresh apple cider and garnish with a cinnamon stick. I forgot the cinnamon stick at home. We're using raspberry, we're habanero using cider. raspberry habanero cider as opposed to apple cider. So let's see how this maybe, goes. Maybe like a brick mm -hmm. fence. Yeah. Not quite a stone fence. You want to know what uh, Steve found out today? Hmm. Was that bitters oh, and curacao have alcohol in them? I did learn that today. Wow. We've been drinking those a lot. Huh. Yeah. You didn't I, know? I didn't know. I just thought they were mixers. Um, who? there's a... This 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 beverage is an eye opener. Yeah, yeah, tough. It's an eye opener. I'll assume tough then. Okay. For you. Yeah. Don't like bourbon, um, and now it's spicy. <laughs> so well, yeah. And he goes, he goes, don't give me any of your good stuff. So I'm rocking out the like bottom shelf bourbon for him. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know, y you do like your bourbons, and sometimes you do treat yourself, so if you poured me, like, two ounces of Angel's Envy, that would just be a waste, because I wouldn't like it anyway, so. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't pour a mix for you of Angel's Envy. Un unload some of the trash on me, that's fine. That's fine. Emily, what you got over there? I'm drinking an Anomaly from Bad Weather Brewing Company. It is a passion fruit sour ale. It's quite good. Ooh. It's a well-balanced sour. How's it taste? It's very good. Uh, it's the right level of sour that it's drinkable. It's not too tart where you can only have a few sips. Oh, and you know what? I should probably say as well that, you know, didn't get to do the pageantry around the bad boy thing today. But uh, a friend of the show, I, I, th I think her name is Karen, uh, someone who knows yes, you. Yes, Karen uh, used to work with me and is has now listened like all the way caught up. Yeah. But I think she really enjoys the show. Impressive. Sent me a t-shirt. So because it's a bad boy poll week or should be, you know, it's just how it how the cards fell. I'm wearing a bad boy t-shirt. It says I like bad boys on it. And then there's these cutesy cartoon versions of a bunch of Disney villains. Good. St stand up a little. Hit yeah, let me show uh, show uh, Emily this and the screen grab. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah it's a really special t-shirt i really like it a lot yes karen actually got Haley and i shirts as well and uh and got us some booze <laughs> we nice. got some uh -oh. uh, we got some the the surfboard variety pack uh it's surfboard right of the of the white claws and the, um I and think the so. tea variety the, pack the splashes or the surf yes the surf yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, yeah that's what i'm thinking it's the surf pack so uh thank you karen you spoil us um I think we actually have to roll off this time. Unless anybody has an interesting sidecar they'd like to, you know, is that H2O over there, Brooks? It is still H2O. Yeah, yeah you yeah, still got your coffee? I left my run this morning. Gotta, gotta hydrate up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I still have my coffee and then I have a sidecar. You know what? I was actually kind of bummed last episode that I didn't get to roll anything because I got these cool, like, they're made of glass dice. Um, and I don't usually shout out other dice creators besides Die Hard Dice, which you should always buy Die Hard Dice and use our code. But uh, I got these from Crystal Maggie. They're dope. They're really cool. They have a sweet finish to them. Yeah. I got some that are supposed to be like electric through them. And they have like, they're green and black with gold letters. And then I have some that are like my favorite style, which is like the, the frosted glass mm -hmm. with the raised letters. I really like those. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're interested in glass dice, check those out. 
being very precious with where I roll them. <laughs> You're telling me that you couldn't pull a Haley or Steve in like launching it. Just from launch about- it, yeah. <laughs> you all know I'm a big I'm a big die launcher. After I roll my third natural one in the row, I can just <laughs> slam it on the ground and it'll shatter, shatter it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Eleven. Eighteen. Uh, it's me. I'm eight. Oh. This is a lot of pressure to keep uh, it Brooks. with the boys. Yeah, Brooks, it's, it's you now. You got to inherit the chalice. Uh, and because I have the chalice, put me on the bad boy list. Oh, boy. Since Steve didn't do it, I'll do it. You also like bad boys. I thought There's... the bad boy list meant you were one. Yeah, I was just referencing the t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. So when last we left our heroes, they gave Luvric Servage some intel about a Mr. Ed Turner and how he has Ed turned on the vampires. <laughs> you like it. that one, Haley? You like that one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here all week. I uh, thought his name was Colin. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the fuck-ups are to be believed, then yes. You, you gave him this information. He said, well, you better go capture him. The party went seeking assistance from, based off of Batumbe's dream, they headed to Adivian's townhouse, and there they found not only Eclipse, but the corporeal form of the Lopper, and then some other people that they uh, hadn't run into in Leopardstadt, but they knew that were headed here. Uh, Sejira and the Beast of Leopardstadt, a.k.a. Larry, uh, of the formerly of the Crooked Kin, I guess. And they were there as well. Uh, you explored and you found out some very terrible information, at least terrible for you, that you kind of gave Kendra to the wrong person. And it turns out the Loramore line descends directly from Tarbafan. She's one of the few living relatives on that big family tree that was kind of drawn out in blood that Adivian obviously painstakingly cur- curated. You were held. Divian kind of mocked you. Uh, he used a lot of magic to just taunt you. And you found Kendra's journal, which led Eclipse to believe even further that she's really not in a good place. As you headed back to the Nobleman Stitch, hopefully to catch Ed Turner, you realized you smelled fire on the air. You saw smoke. And you realized as you approached that the Nobleman Stitch is burning down. And that's where we find you. There was a lot of um, catching up and figuring out who knew who and who was where at what time in that last episode. I think at some point, probably during the journey from the townhouse to here, Matumbe would probably let Sujira and Larry know that all of their friends were killed by Dr. Viv and put into a giant amalgamation that we had to destroy. No, they, they, they knew that. Oh, okay. Just making well, sure. They, they didn't know they I didn't were, think they knew that. They didn't know they were amalgamated, but they were yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember the sea. I, I think I painted yeah, there, the picture was like where they were the ones. They were the yeah. ones that ran away. Like they sent Larry away with Sajira. Um, we'll let them know just how bad it got. Yeah, they all died. Yeah, no, they're very depressed. They go home. No. <laughs> um, so you do find yourselves at the Nobleman Stitch. It is on fire. The building is collapsing. And at this point, even with the fire department here, and even with your help, it just looks like. It, at least the second floor and most of the first floor are beyond repair. Um, they're just charred and collapsing. And it's probably best to wait and let the 
flames become cinders and smolder uh, before you do any reconnaissance here. But I would allow, as kind of the flames die, to make some perception checks around the around the grounds. I assume you're you're kind of getting intimate with like the outside here, maybe more so than before, because you realize like, <laughs> hey, if there was anything in here, it's dead. All right. Aya is super perceptive right now. I rolled a natural 20 for a 41. Okay. Dang. Uh, so I got a 21, a 19, and a 43 for my three characters. Oof. I got a 37 for Matumbe. Quinley is a different number. It will be lower. Matumbe gets a bonus for tracks, right? I yeah. get a plus six for tracks. What does that take yours to? 43 plus six, 49. 49, okay. Uh, Matumbe and... Rune, do you see from the warehouse heavy carriage tracks? Freya, with stone cunning. What? You realize that there is a staircase, and I'm pinging it on the map right now, uh, on the opposite side of the building, that has been attempted to be sealed off by stone shape. I prepared a stone shape today. (laughs) Freya will point out the staircase or the sealed off staircase to everyone. There's a way here that was sealed off. Oh no. I can open it up if we want to go further. What do you guys do? I mean, I guess we got to go through. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a lot of other thoughts. If there's evidence to be found, we must go through. Okay. So Freya, it doesn't take a lot of your stone shape to remove the barrier here. It looks like it was just kind of placed to, um, to maybe conceal this entrance mm. and so I'm gonna take you guys to the map you guys are now in the basement in the pitch black of the nobleman's stitch oh wow Ooh. I'm assuming the cast light oh <laughs> uh, yeah certainly <laughs> so you see to your left the set of stairs that air bear had actually looked down previously uh the top is like you can smell the scent of like embers from the top as the as the building has collapsed there, but everything here is made of stone. And so it's untouched by that fire. You see that the ceilings rise fifteen feet above you, and you see some crates stacked along the south wall, uh, reaching nearly the same height. Those of you with dark vision can see that there's a door to the east in here, and there it looks like there's a hallway to the north. It's still down here. Uh, Make me a perception check. Now, Matumbe, your vision is a little hindered down here because it's so dark. So, wherever you move, just let me know like what walls you can see if you're making a perception check and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Everyone else, I believe, has dark vision. Larry kind of calls down from the top of the steps. Uh, It's way too narrow down there for me to make it down. I'll protect Sejira up here. Sounds good, my friend. I will take this potion of dark vision I have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I. None of that. Pain in the ass. 29. 29. Anybody 20, else? 23 for Freya. 18. 25. For- 44 for Matumbe. Matumbe, you see to the south here a secret passage. Hmm. There's a secret passage to the south here. Perhaps we should take a look. (laughs) It looks like this as well wasn't quite sealed off, but was hidden using stone shape. Mm. 
Is that where you're heading? We can. We don't necessarily have to go there right away because there are a couple other places it looks like we could go. There's an opening to the north that might be worth just peeking our heads in quick. I think that's probably what we should do. Just order of operations. Make sure nothing's going to pop out of the blatantly open area to the north. Makes sense. Sure. To the north, you see there are rooms to your left and right. They are not locked, so you could easily open the doors. And they're storerooms when you open them. Uh, they store the items necessary for, you know, tailoring, cleaning supplies, props for the windows, uh, some inventory, that kind of stuff. Okay. Sweet. Any magic well, in there? Good question. Uh, you detect magic. You you don't get hints of magic. Mm. All right. So we've got regular room to the right, secret room to the south. Anybody have a preference? I mean... Regular room. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the regular room. That's where they'd expect uh, us to go. And then we can surprise them on this other room. If okay. Maybe perceive on the door to make sure there's no traps. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'll take a step back. Take a look. Oh, yeah. That's pretty high. It's a 53? Sh- sure. Uh, no traps, no locks. <laughs> cool. Glad I got that roll out of the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, So then... You want to take front? That sounds good to me. Timmy's going to take a quick fiver back. I think maybe Eclipse wants to be right up front as well. We bust in there. Yeah, I'll be right behind our bear. Sweet. Okay. You opening the door? Yeah. Okay. When you open the door here, you see rows of wooden coffins. Oh, boy. Nine to be precise. And you see a single larger stone sarcophagus at the north. Make a perception check. Are we walking in? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Probably not exploring right away, but definitely. Getting into the door. Yeah. 42 for Matumbe. Natural one for Quinley. (laughs) All right. Perception checks for Eclipse is going to be a 16 because that's a natural one. (laughs) Rune is going to have a 29 with a 5 on the die. So, great rolls. (laughs) 17 for Airbear. Matume, you notice the secret doors in this room. Oh, man. There's one at the end of the hallway to the south and one at the end of the hallway to the north. Wow. Oh, boy. It's kind of like this Turner dude had stuff to hide. So weird. <laughs> hmm. And how about how about these sarcoph the sarcophagus and the coffins and stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like that you said that. Hmm. Oh. As you enter the room. <laughs> oh my. Three of the sarcophaguses open. That's bad. Revealing the three vampires you actually fought in the park. Oh, no. No, no, no. You can mm. recognize. And I'm going to need you guys to roll for initiative. Uh, uh, all right. Round two, huh? Oh. oh, shoot. I'm back to being possessed, so I have to roll twice and take the the worst for initiative. Rune got a 28. So Rune got a 28. 20 for Air Bear. 20 for Air Bear. 18 for Freya. 18 for Freya. 22 for Matumbe. 
22 for the tombs. And ever since I took that negate people being flat-footed thing in the beginning of combat for Quinley, he's rolled dog shit for initiative with a 10. 10 for Quinley. How about Eclipse? Um, also a 10. Okay, which of you has the higher bonus? Oh, Probably Quinley. For sure, Eight. Quinley. Okay, I'm just going to put the lopper with Eclipse. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay, at the top of the round is this vampire warrior who is next to Air Bear, Eclipse, or Air Bear, Quinley, and Freya. He's going to go ahead and attack at Freya. Mm. Why not? She's got a holy symbol on her. She sure does. Keep in mind, if you knock her out, we don't have to worry about this remote recording thing anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yes, that is the goal. <laughs> the goal. Ugh, 20 against flat-footed. <gasps> that does not hit. Okay, second attack coming at you. 24 against flat-footed. Yep, that does hit. Okay, 16 points of damage. Okay. And now it is Rune's turn. All right. You see springing from these coffins several different looking vampires one of them certainly seems more magical uh another is in this heavy armor has like a shield and then the final one it looks a bit more roguish i can um can actually show them to you guys here wait we have a generous vampire sorcerer yeah so uh they they do uh they do get special names when they get drug onto the so the that's the rogue. Oh, he looks like he's got a secret. <laughs> yeah, he's got a secret. <laughs> okay, Steve, you don't need to fall in love. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like bad boys. Here is the warrior. Okay. Frustrated about something. <laughs> Sexually, probably. Yep. As most vampires are. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, guess Aldivian's not the only one in dress, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then the sorcerer. She's generous. She's generous. She got, yeah, that damn mommy right there. You know, you what got I'm a domineering yeah. vampire warrior, though. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it didn't give anything to the rogue. What about that said mommy? <laughs> Talk later. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Rune from her current spot, she's right outside the door because, you know, she's uh, range. So from her current location, she can see uh, the the domineering vampire warrior, but only just barely, and I would say probably not able to actually shoot unless she took a five foot. And she can definitely see and has a range into the vampire rogue uh, shooting through all of her friends. So those are kind of the options here. Um, I think I might actually take the five foot and then shoot at the... uh, well, now I can see the sorcerer, the generous vampire sorcerer. Maybe I actually shoot through and shoot at the vampire sorcerer. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do that. I'm sure this won't cause any problems for me, considering this is a character that has magic. Yeah. All right. So first one will be my what is it called? Multiple shot. Multi- many, many shot. Many shot. Right. The very first thing that I always do is swift action. I do my swift action and, uh, you know, tiger to get my dex bonus. So then I have uh, my many shot would be 24. Against flat footed. That does hit. Yes. Okay. Next one is only 20. 20 does not hit flat footed. 
the last one is 21. 21 also doesn't hit flat-footed. Okay, so two hit. Two hit. Notably for this one, you can give me that fire damage. Go ahead. Yay! All right, so fire damage was four. Okay. And then 30 damage. 30 damage, and this is... 30 plus four, 34 damage. Yeah, but your regular damage doesn't overcome the DR silver and magic, I believe. I I have silver arrows, though. Are you using them? Yeah. We know about vampires now. Like, we bought silver arrows specifically because this was a pain in the ass. All right. Next in the order is Matumbe. Good thinking, Rune. I will also help focus on the generous vampire sorcerer. So he wants to get up in her face. This means that he has to move through a couple friendly squares and is going to have to bypass the the roguish looking one, I think. Oh, no, that's yeah, the that's warrior. Warrior. Yeah. warrior hasn't acted yet. Okay. The warrior has acted. Oh, I thought that was... Never mind. I, I had the two flip-flopped. So he does need to move past the warrior, which should incur attacks of opportunity. Okay, that's fine. It will incur... Let's see what I got. Ooh... What is the crit range on that weapon? Uh-oh. That's not a good sign. I got, literally ever. I, I went for this because I got the dodge bonus Ooh, versus attacks yeah, of opportunity. Yeah, 15 to 20 for these guys. So that's a that's a crit threat Uh-oh. Uh, with an 18 on the die, which would go into the bot. 33. 34. So, oh. so that was actually, actually very... Wow. <laughs> with dodge, I knew it was going to yeah. be pretty damn close. The only uh, so, reason I did it was for dodge. So I, I'm going to roll to confirm here, and your dodge bonus does apply to this, so I'm going to have to roll pretty high to yep. confirm that crit. Uh, eight on the die doesn't do it, so it's just a hit. Okay. And you're going to take 13 points of damage. What kind of weapon is this? He, it's a katana. Ooh. Mmm. Gets sliced as he moves by, but he keeps moving and is going to use a swift action to go ahead and do a little channel smite and oh try boy. and smash this uh, vampire mommy with the book. Okay. She is still flat-footed, though, as generous as she may be. Mm. Well, this is definitely higher than a 24, so I got okay, her. Yeah, you got her. I'm going to need a save for the channel smite and then a save for the disruption effect on the weapon. Okay, so... Versus the channel smite first. That's a 31. That certainly succeeds. So that's going to be half. Sure. And then versus the absolute destruction, she's gone. (gasps) Fucking natural one. Oh my my god. Put it on the board. That's the third. He can't keep getting away with this. The third undead creature just <laughs> annihilated. He gets this slash from the katana. He kind of stumbles over, charges up the book, and does the shack backboard breaker full pinwheel with his giant reach. I just, she has a 13. We'll save my fire. It had to be a one. And as the book smashes down, she's about to take just brutal damage as it like breaks through her shoulder and her collarbone but she has this moment of fear and then poof disappears <sighs> smash that mommy it made me regret giving you this book Thank God. Uh, well that's that's Matumbe's turn Air Bear is up Air Bear you are five feet from the vampire warrior however the rogue is kind of behind you yes so I think what 
Air Bear is, is going to realize is that his positioning is not quite as advantageous and, and leaves him open for a flank. So he is going to take a five foot step south. Sure. Activate his challenge to the warrior and then full attack. Oh boy. Did you move yourself or did you need me to? Oh, never mind. It's probably yeah, still in went. process. Oh, baby. 37 hit? Yeah, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Woo. This is a crit threat then. The first one. Uh, 29? 29 hits as well. And a 20 probably does not. 20 does not. Okay. Well, one of these is a crit threat. The other is just a normal hit. So I'm going to resolve the uh, crit threat. Oh, absolutely. With the 34. Actually, uh, make that a 37. Yeah, that does it. Uh, he uses his samurai resolve and goes away. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, well, I'll respect, uh, respect that. Game respects game. Yeah. <laughs> so someone was telling me the other day that samurais are weirdly like the best tanks in the game because you get so many like damage and effect negation things. Mm. It is nice. I, I'm not complaining. I mean, you didn't build Air Bear as like a heavy armor samurai, but had you done so, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe in another life. In another life. Instead, you just get cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> does thirty-one hit? Thirty-one does hit. Oh, fantastic! And then this next one is a natural twenty on the die, bringing it to thirty-five. Jesus, yeah. I think the warrior might not be long for this world either. Yes. <laughs> Uh, notably, want. the the destroyed uh, vampire, the gear does drop. Okay. So you can collect that after. A lot of the other things you've destroyed haven't had notable gear. The Langul, yeah. Well, All just right. give me how many attacks, and I'll take the DR out that many times. Okay. There are four attacks. Four hits, so I'll take 40 out of your total. Okie doke. Sorry, I got worried when you were adding. I'm a little worried it won't matter. Two crits. Hopefully not. That's a lot. I'm actually bringing out the calculator this time. 188. Oh my. Turns to gas and like <laughs> lay, like lays down in the coffin and then like reforms there like, you know, healing like a vampire would do. Uh, so his like body is there. You know, vampires are generally helpless for an hour in their coffin while they regain that like last hit point. But yep. You foiled my vampire warrior plan. It was a good try to surprise me like that, but I'm too quick. <laughs> Freya, you're up next. Freya was going to channel, but seeing two of the vampires go down, she instead is going to use her silver arrows. So she was about to like grasp the holy symbol um, on her armor, but instead she... Uh, uses that hand to draw arrows using rapid shot. She fires three arrows. One of these was cocked, so let me re-roll. All right, real uh, wheel and woe here. One of those natural 20, so that is a 36. Yep, roll to confirm. All right. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. A 31? Yeah, that's a confirmed <gasps> crit. Yeah. Oh my Very gosh. nice. Oh, um, and then I rolled a natural one and a 16. So those aren't going to hit. 
A crit and two misses. What's the damage on that guy? Silver arrow, so it all, all goes through. 24 damage. Unfortunately, I was not deadly aiming. Is that next? That's your times three critical? Yes. Okay. All right. Still, damage is damage. Mm-hmm. Next in the order is the vampire rogue. Seeing that Eclipse is... Eclipse has not acted. It's going to attack her. Let's see. That's rude. With two claws. Let's see how we do. Uh, we'll shoot. 23 and way lower than that. Well, the 23 will definitely hit. The way lower than that is in the low teens, so I don't think it will. It no, not even my flat footed. Okay, so one hit. However, this is a rogue. So I'm going to get some sneak attack in here. 26 points of damage. And I think... He's going to take a five-foot step back. Now it's Quinley's turn. All right. Quinley Bazdell does not have a good opportunity to do a flank, which is pretty much the only way he's going to do any sort of substantial damage. Could spring attack and just see if I can chip away at him, or I can wait to see if somebody moves into a better position. Got two melee think, people after you. I think that's you. what's going to happen. Quinley's going to be like, hey, uh, Great job, Matumbe. Air Bear, that was pretty cool, too. Um, hey, uh, uh Shadow Puppet Girl, uh, if you if you want to get in a flank, I think we could really work well together. You know? Like a team. So I'm going to wait for a minute, okay. and then maybe I'll act. So Quinley delays till after Eclipse. Eclipse. The one concern I have is there are coffins, so she just, like, stepped out of the coffin? Yep. Like, five-footed out of the coffin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then can I just walk around them like they're nothing? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you have tiny legs. Assuming a normal person can, like, step in and out of a, uh, you know, four-inch thick wooden box. Mm. Okay, I, I guess I had assumed that they would be more like beds where they'd be, uh, like, up a bit. Um, no, they're on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hell on their knees getting up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have, like, cushions or anything. It's a wooden box. Turkey to everyone like shit. Vampire or not. All right, Doesn't well. Doesn't discriminate. <laughs> it's an equal opportunity to get. <laughs> um, so Eclipse is going to go ahead and just attack from here. The Lopper is going to move into a flanking position eventually. So no, I, that's cool. I guess he's a closer friend than I am to you. I don't want to have to deal with this walking into this bad position when I could send the person who has DR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I mean, you could choose to go. Quinley can Quinley can go well, after. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait till they're done. The lopper's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying Quinley delayed till after Eclipse went, so he can go before the lopper if he wants. To. No, no, no. I'll, I'm not gonna break them up. I'll let I'll let them do their. Thing. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quinley's very polite. I'm going to delay until all my controlled things are together in one place. All right. So Eclipse's first attack is a 34. 34 hits. And a 24. 24 does not. So 34 will hit. Nice. And it's 32 points of damage. I assume that's not. It is not. I could have made it uh, silver. I just didn't want to spend the time to do that. That's fine. Still a good chunk of damage. Yep. And now... Now uh, it's the Lopper's turn. Yeah. Unless you... No, they, I just figured the Lopper acts with me. Yes, it is okay. the Lopper's turn. Okay. 
Does that mean that I always have to do one and then the other, or is it like a mix? Like normal animal com- companion stuff. Normal animal companion stuff doesn't work where you can like move and then your companion can move and then you both attack. You can move and then ready. Yeah. And then your animal companion can move and attack. I understand. Okay, fine. Um, so the the lopper is going to move up and um, around. Okay. To set up a flanking position and is then going to slam. Okay. Do you take an attack of opportunity? Yes. 25. Will hit. Okay. Is this magic or slashing? Mm, it is slashing. It is not magic. Okay. Uh, and it's eight points of damage. So none of that went through. Okay. All right. So now um, it says slam times two. Does that mean I slam twice? As a only if attack? you had a full attack. Okay. So then I will just roll my slam attack. 25. 25 does not hit. What does a lopper slam attack look like? Is he just like punching him in the face or something? Uh, Yeah, I'd imagine that's current status because I have nothing else for him. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, it's a combination of uh, punches and maybe some headbutts. Oh, I like the I like the Mm. lopper headbutting people. That that seems in character. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) He normally takes heads or he'll headbutt. Perfect. All Next right. in the order is Quinley. Quinley is going to jump in here. He What he's going to do is he's going to spring attack in to set the flank and then pop right back out so that he doesn't take that space up for one of our other many melee combatants to flank with the lopper in a minute. Sure. So he's just going to take a quick jab with his rapier and uh, gets a two on the die. So that's going to be an 18 against a flanked opponent. And he's going to walk away <laughs> with his tail away. between his legs. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> Just getting warmed up, guys. Let's start around two. It's Rune. And Rune can see perfectly fine. And so, you know, she's going to be shooting because that's what Rune does. And she does it well. Well, you can see like a third of him. She will five foot step in and see without an issue. There you go. <laughs> and then um, these line of sight things are going to be real <laughs> dangerous now. Yeah, on mine it showed I could see him. Alright, first up is the mini shot. Natural one. Second one. It's a 25. 25 does not hit. And then the last one will not hit. Okay. Matumbe. Um, I guess pretty similar turn. Matumbe is going to Air mm, Bear goes after Matumbe. Uh, it doesn't matter. Air Bear would only get one attack anyway if we set the flank. So Matumbe is going to move up into the flanking position. Do I burn another channel smite here? I don't really have a lot of those. One second here. I want to see how many I have. No, I think he's just going to take one swing with the book. Okay. 16 off the die. I think I got him. 31. 32 because he's undead. 34 flanked. Yep, you got him. Sweet. And I guess something that did happen at my level up is my like living grimoire war priest thing kicked my book up to a D10 out of a D8. Nice. So that's a little bit of a bump. That's something. Yeah. Uh, he makes his will save to not disintegrate. That's good news, I guess, for him. 30 points of damage. This should all go through with a plus five weapon. All right. Good stuff. And that's his full turn. 
Next in the order is Air Bear. Air Bear will walk up and just uh, attack the once. Unfortunately, didn't uh, use my uh, chain challenge, so I, I couldn't pass that along to this guy. Um, now you have to walk through Eclipse to get a shot at him, right? That is true. Okay, so he's going to get an attack of opportunity at you. That is a 29. Oh, meets beats. Okay. Eight points of damage. And I was really hoping this rogue would have one of his buddies around. Uh-uh-uh. Oh, baby. It's uh, certainly another critical threat. Certainly. Allegedly. You know what, Brooks? Just for you? Immediate action. Judas is force. Plus four to this, confirm. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Still 32. 32, that's a crit. Fantastic. Would a 28 have done it? Oh, you guys, you don't have to tell us that. (laughs) It might reveal the AC, but I wanted to know if my judicious force. It did. Sweet. All right, from one hit, that is 42. 42, even with DR, uh, that turns the... Vampire Rogue to mist and it floats back to its coffin. Hell yeah. Does it drop any gear? Well, it and the warrior are in their coffins now, like fully formed but unconscious for an hour, so you can stake them. We could start Mm. just just stripping them. Or you could do that, you fucking creep. (laughs) I just wanted their gear. I mean, (laughs) we have been walking around with a big blue naked man without gear, so... Mm. All right, so I, we, assu- we, I assume you're I assume you're looking for gear, right? <laughs> we stake and do gear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and strip them. Okay. So the sorceress has a cloak of resistance plus three. Oh, baby. baby! A headband of alluring charisma plus four, and a ring of protection plus two. That is pretty much the only gear she's got. I mean, it's good gear, but it's the only gear. The Vampire Warrior has a Masterwork Katana, has non-magical Oyori armor, but has a Brooch of Shielding with 101 uses, an Oil of Keen Edge, a Potion of Bull's Strength, a Potion of Fly, a Potion of Haste, a Potion of Inflict Moderate Wounds, a Potion of Invisibility, and what's known as a Scabbard of Vigor which once per day is part of an action of drawing forth the weapon held by the scabbard, the wearer can order it to endow the weapon with an enhancement bonus on attack and damage rolls. The duration of the effect depends on the desired enhancement bonus for the weapon. So if you give it a plus four, it only lasts one round, plus three lasts three rounds, plus two lasts five, plus one lasts ten. Finally, the rogue has plus two leather armor, a belt of incredible dexterity plus two, Cloak of Resistance plus one, Ring of Protection plus one, Wand of Scorching Ray with ten charges, and a Amulet of Mighty Fists plus two. Oh, that is the thing I want. That's all the gear you find. Now that you have Eclipse, I don't even need to ask for shit. Until she grabs another cursed item and we lose her for another book. Tell you what, there's not many more books left. No, here's the the thing. I have the the detect psychic significance now, and that should also help because it'll tell me when things have significant uh, histories, backgrounds, significantly psychic curses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, none of these items are psychically significant. Okay. (laughs) 
But You've, some of them are very significant. There's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figure I'll let you guys figure that out on your own time. Unless there's stuff you really want to roll off for now. Mm, the cloak, maybe? Yeah, that plus three cloak is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Is anybody already at that level? It's a plus three cloak of what? Resistance. No, not here. I, no I'm way. I'm close with a cape of free will plus two plus three. Okay. So I'm close, but not quite there. No, I have a cape of free will plus one plus two. I, All right, well, why, why, why don't you just give me a roll? Why don't you everybody just go ahead and roll? Haley, if you win, you can decide if Eclipse keeps it or you give it to the Lopper. You know what? I'll roll for Quinley. Why not? It no. would be an improvement for Quinley. Yeah, it'd be an upgrade for the Quinster. Uh, and obviously, if Matumbe wins this, somebody can inherit his yeah, free will. Yeah, that's what you guys do. Three. Ugh. Four. Fifteen? Eclipse got a 17, but uh, Rune got a 12. Quinley got a 17. Oh. Oh. Steve. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What'd you get? I natural 20. Uh, I got a natural one. <laughs> All right. So Come on. This I'll, let you, I'll let you have it if you give I think yours, maybe yours isn't an upgrade for Quinley. I don't know. I think, I, th- I think let's have Eclipse have it. Um, Quinley has a cloak of resistance plus two. Okay. Yeah. So he's not bad off anyway. Yeah. Yours is worse than Quinley's. Honestly. At yeah. This, yeah. At this point, uh, I just wanted the moral victory there. Yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to say, Hey, I got a fucking nat 20 on, on the Quinley roll. Now you owe Quinley a favor. Oh yeah. Mm, no. yeah. Quinley. We did pay to bring him back from the- now you owe- <laughs> No, that, that happened. That already happened. Yeah, that's yeah, in it's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see if the Lopper can wear the cape of free will. Uh, How ironic. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matumbe, you have detected these secret doors, Mm -hmm. um, but you're not really sure how to open them. Ah, there's no keyholes. They look like solid, like slate stone. Uh, this is some beginning of the Skyrim dungeon bullshit. There's a door here. It's clearly the exit door. <laughs> um, yeah. So I used my stone shape already, but if we wait 15 minutes, I could prepare another one and then try to open it that way. Or we could try to figure, check out the other secret door or something first. Yeah, let's let's check the other one first before we burn that. I think that's a great idea, and it's definitely something that we want to keep in reserve. It's possible that these things loop together, like I made the bad Skyrim joke on. Like, it could be that we go through this one and it spits out here. So let's check it first, I think. Okay. So you guys are moving to the other room? Yes. All right. I've gone ahead and moved you in there. As you enter this room, the stench of powerful chemicals overlaid by blood fills your nostrils. You see a large vat of pale yellow liquid sitting to the north and three gaunt bodies stripped and impaled with wooden stakes hanging from iron crossbars on the south wall. All right. Well, I guess we can try and figure out what's in the vat and take a look around and detect magic. Sure. All the regular stuff. Uh, Yeah. If you detect magic around the room, you're not really seeing magic. You want to check what's in the vat? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sure. Make me a knowledge. Or a craft alchemy check. Sure thing. Wow. That's going to be a 31. You think this is a chemical preservative of some kind? Beyond that, you're not really sure. Freya can 
do a heal check on the bodies to Absolutely. find out more. Go ahead and make me a heal check. 26. Yeah, they're all staked. So Vampire. you think if you remove the stake, they'd probably just turn to gaseous form and go home. You know that like a staked vampire isn't necessarily a dead vampire, uh, although it looks like their bodies have been kind of preserved again, kind of back to Matumbe's learning with this chemical. They've been preserved in some way, but that shouldn't stop them from turning back into vampires or turning back into gas and going home. Is the liquid, the preservative liquid translucent? It's yellow. That's a color. Can I see through it? Oh, uh- yeah, I guess. Okay, so there's nothing like suspended in animation. No, 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 okay. no, no. Yeah, there's cool. not, it's not like there's a little uh, yeah, little dude in there. Yeah. Hmm. Now that you're in the room, you see a door to the north and a door to the east, um, as well as a table with a bunch of bits and bobs on it uh, and some drawers. Is this how they were preserving the vampire blood in whatever drug it is? I don't know. <laughs> That's my guess. But we don't know that. Be related in some way, yeah. Do we want to, or is there a way we can find out if the vampires that are staked are good vampires or bad vampires? No. Ah. We ask a tech alignment. <laughs> yeah, they're all evil, just like every undead in Galarian. Mm. Besides the Lopper, apparently, who's still evil because he's a dick. Yeah. Well, um, evil vampires. Good idea, Freya, of course. I guess we'll just check this northern door. Is it locked? Trap finding. No, it's not locked. Okay. You can open it up. Let's pop it open. It's like another storage area. Okay. And obviously the full gambit of shit that we would. So you're checking out like the desk and stuff too? Yeah. Okay. You find something in one of the drawers. Oh. Oh. What's it? What do we find? It's a journal. Ed Turner's journal. It contains a list of not only, as you read through it, not only the vampire elders that he has targeted, but also the nobles of Ustalov. He is framed by falsifying evidence against them. Uh, It's pretty clear from this journal that Turner was acting on the behalf of a man named Adivian Adressant (gasps) and the Whispering Way to help pave the way for the return of Tarbafan. There's also several notes in individual envelopes from two women named Asia and Hetna Dubless, and they detail ongoing requests for more vampire bodies to be delivered to a place called the Abbey of St. Lemirin in exchange for additional blood brew elixir. New location unlocked. Yes. Uh, The journal includes the Abbey's location and uh, Turner's own kind of thoughts about the, uh, he mentions them as witches. Uh, their intentions for the bodies. He believes they're trying to create a potion for undead transformation for the Whispering Way, but he's not sure beyond that from his notes. Is the Abbey something that we've ever heard spoken about in concordance with the Countess Calafazo, who wanted to be young for a long time? Make me a knowledge local. Sure can. Natural 20. This is going to be a very high. <laughs> Local's not my highest, but that is uh, definitely a 43. Sure. So you know that this used to be a church to Iomidae, this abbey, and was bought by the Califazo royal family 
and turned into a winery. Hell yeah. It is on the outskirts of Caliphas. Seems we have a couple buyers here associated with the Countess. Things are starting to fall into place indeed. Anything else in the journal or in the room of note? Not particularly. It looks like it was cleaned uh, like hastily of any valuables that might have been in here. Um, but unfortunately, Turner left his journal. Well, that seems like something you definitely want to make sure you bring with you. So that seems suspicious. But let's check out the other door here. I don't know. If I think I'm burning it all down, I might not. Yeah, but it's a stone basement. This wasn't going to catch fire. Yeah, but remember, he stone shaped the door. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. And the other door. <laughs> Double stone shape. <laughs> this was a secret room. As if maybe he might have considered going back. Um, so you're checking out the other room. The door is not locked there either. Uh, when you open it, you see four stone coffins that lie on the floor of this dark chamber. The room is devoid of further decorations. Go ahead and place yourselves. Oh, Make no. a perception check. Make perception checks. Yes. 35 for Freya. Sure. 15. Perception is not my game today. 51 for Matumbe. 24 for Eclipse and 40 for Rune. Quinley got a 21. Matumbe, you're the only one that can see this. Uh, you notice it out of the corner of your eye. One of the coffins licks its lips. <gasps> a mimic! I've seen a... I, I, nope, nope. I have had a bad experience with mimic coffins before. That's one right there. <laughs> Closing the door. I, I mean, I do want to make sure that we get all the vampires, but I also don't want to deal with a mimic coffin, so probably yes. Uh, maybe a quick, like, if it's not, if it's trying to hide, right? Not doing anything. Yeah, you're, fif- about to you're 51, realize these are all. Oh, oh, they're all. Never mind. Close the door. Leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 50, I thought it was just one. 51 beats all my stealth for these guys. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's close this door and check out the other secret door with that stone shape you mentioned, Freya. You just got to give me a minute. Take your time. Uh, did we remove the stakes from those vampires, by the way? In the vat room? Yeah. You didn't say no. that. No, we didn't. I think we should. Do you think they're friendly to us? I don't think it matters because they're going to go back to their coffins. And I think if they were uh, under duress and they were staked to then be drained of blood and stuff, uh, they would probably appreciate not continuing to be staked under a burning building. Yeah. When when you remove the stakes, they immediately turn to gas and yeah. like start leaving going to their coffins <laughs> do they just go like right around the corner no 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 they they like okay. they go up the exit that you guys entered right. in and like out into the city that's where okay. i was worried that these were like captured and trapped yeah, yeah there's some of there's some of the victims right so in that case we did the right thing so you want to perceive around yeah we'll, we'll do this i assume you leave these guys staked definitely <laughs> the hostile ones yes uh, Clip's got a 19 perception and Rune got a 26 perception. Natural two. Quinley got an 18. A Tumbe sharp drop here is <laughs> rocking a 35. 29. Air bear. Mm-hmm. 27. 27. Matumbe, you notice something's odd about the stone sarcophagus at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I assume you're kind of like 
opening the lids with like a stake at each one you pass. Only the only the ones that vampires came out of were actually occupied. You open the lid here and Freya notices a scene with stone cunning. Uh, you realize this thing has a false bottom. Uh, and underneath is a lever. Oh. Oh my. That's potentially problematic. It might open the secret doors. That's what I'm thinking. You could obviously look for traps on the lever if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Same perception? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's a three. Oh my. That's a 61. Yeah, well, it's not trapped. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that's that's the number to beat now, guys. Yep. Wow, I can't believe we used the 61 on an untrapped lever. Uh, it opens wait, both wait, no, doors. It's a, it's a 51, sorry. Okay. I did 10 too many, but still, that's very high. All right, I see you've also taken the dubious math feed. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> the, this is a big level up for me. Yeah, the two, <laughs> the two secret doors open, and where are you heading? Door to the north, door to the south. The north is closer. Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. You head into the door to the north, and you see a big pedestal, and the there's a like stain shape on this pedestal. It looks like a great stone sarcophagus once sat here and has been removed. Beside it, there is like a ring of dust around a little coffin. Mm. Which, you know, you see the remnants of these coffins, but the coffins and occupants are nowhere to be seen. Okay. I assume you want to go to the southern room now. Uh, and what you see there is a little bit interesting. Man made stone collapses and gives way to a tunnel oh, uh, that ends in rubble and is exactly what Brooks has been calling out this entire time that there is a passage that can only be traversed with gaseous form here uh, that might go from here to the vampire underground. Oh, boy. Mm. This is where these three little schemers go. Mm-hmm. Oops. Wow. Let's see. I, I have a potion of gaseous form. <laughs> you could use it. You think it'll go right to where uh, those vampires went in? No, I, I have no interest in that. There's I only just... one way to be sure. Yeah. <sighs> Go ahead and take it. They'll meet you at the at the underground. I still think it's funny because I think I've had that potion since like Harrowstone. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. What a good time to use it. Oh yeah, that's that's totally wasted. It has not been my get out of free jail card that I've been just holding on and waiting for. <laughs> Unless you're gonna fight the mimics, that's what you find down in this basement. But you've uh, sounds like we go to the abbey. You found a lead, uh, and I think your party needs to discuss what the next steps are. But before you do that, I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, here we go. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.